0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live
3: right now. And you just heard the number that you can call in and reach me, and let's have a conversation about the Lord. This is Calvary Live. I'm so glad that you've joined us for today's program, a program where you can call in and ask questions about the Bible and ask for prayer. And so my name is Jeff Fix at Calvary Chapel Greeley, in Northern Colorado, here with you on this Monday afternoon as we are ending the month of June. Hard to believe that um, this week ends June. We'll start uh, at the end of the week, July. Half of the year's over, and I was thinking about that today, how fast time goes. Matter of fact, kind of been reflecting on that as uh, just some dear saints that we know have uh, are moving um, away, and, and the Lord is you know he's the great shepherd, and he moves his sheep around, and families that have been moving, and just the years we spent with them, and uh, how quickly time goes uh, by. And so half the year is over; the second half seems to go faster than the first half. But we're here today, we have today, and so I hope that you would consider calling me at three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Call in number that will get you to me, where we will answer you know, or I will answer your questions and pray for you, and we invite you to do that. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. we got all open lines, and there is another way for you to be able to communicate a question or a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line. Is for texting only. Make sure, first of all, that you're safe when you're texting. And then second of all, don't leave a a voice message or anything. Um, It's only for texting, 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. Seven two zero three three six oh eight nine seven, so a uh, beautiful day here in Colorado, as I said, we find ourselves in the midst of summer, and I uh, hope you're praying well that summer is going uh, well is, and uh, you are blessed in the Lord, love to bless you this hour, so if you have opportunity, please give me a call three oh three six nine oh three thousand, welcome all the uh, grace f m listeners along the front range of Colorado into Southern Wyoming, want to welcome all those of radio by grace uh as well. you are listening live many stations uh across the nation that you are listening live on this Monday the twenty seventh of June. so give me a call, love to talk to you, and then also uh those who are a week delayed are hope f m truth f m and higher rock radio, but please call you can call and we'll have our conversation, and then it will air on that. Radio network that you're listening to a week later, and the online listeners from all over the country, even international listeners that we get. Uh, If you're in the United States, give me a call. 303 690 3000 is the call in number. So, as I said, I know it's summertime. People are traveling, they're uh, on vacations, they're busy and outdoors and stuff. Uh, But I'd love to talk to you, love to be able to converse with you. Uh, Let's talk about the things of the Lord. We got all open lines right now, and we're just going to see where the Lord leads us today on this Monday afternoon or evening, wherever you find yourself at. A lot of things that are going on in our own nation, a lot of things that uh, for us to consider. How is it that we react as Christians? um, A lot of things that are going on in the world, and it's very important that we get encouraged in the things of the Lord. We know what the Word of the Lord says, and that uh, we come together and we pray. And uh, so that's what Calvary Live is about. It's an extension of the, the pulpit that I kind of consider. And so um love to just be able to talk to you about the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what makes this program so unique. So we've got a couple open lines. Again, let me give you that call-in number. I would encourage you put those numbers in your contacts, and you can just pull it up, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and then the text line is 720-336-0897 for you to text a question or a prayer request. So everybody, welcome today. We're going to go ahead and go to the phone lines. Let's go to Mobile, Alabama. Tim? Tim?
2: Yes, hey, thanks for having me.
3: Thanks for calling. I appreciate it.
2: Hey, my question is about Revelation. Revelation chapter 13, verse 6, when it's speaking about those, uh, you know, the last part of that verse was about those who dwell in heaven, you know, I read that the other day and I thought, maybe that's a a very confident uh, verse that kind of speaks towards the rapture of those that have been raptured and and now in heaven. Uh, I was just curious
3: what your thoughts were about it. Well, what I'm reading from Revelation chapter 13, verse 6, is speaking of the antichrist who speak in blasphemy against his name as Tabernacle and those who dwell in heaven. Is that the verse that you're referring to? Tim, is that the verse you're referring to? Yes, yes yeah. sir.
2: I hope, I, I hope, hope I'm hope i not breaking
3: up. No, you're, I, I just wanted to make sure that we got the reference right. So in chapter 13, it's, it's talking about the Antichrist, that the future leader that will be on the scene. And as he comes on the scene, um, he uh, it talks about how he's been mortally wounded. Um, the, he will uh, be healed of that deadly wound. The world's going to marvel at him. He, 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 the world's going to turn to him. He's empowered by the dragon, which is Satan. Uh, and he's going to make war with the saints for 42 months. Um, we also know that in the verse that you're making reference to, he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blasphemy his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. As we consider that, what the Antichrist is going to do is, in the middle of the tribulation period, he's going to go into the rebuilt temple, and he's going to proclaim himself as God, to be worshipped as God in the temple of of God. He's going to alone want to be worshipped. We see Daniel speaks about that, how he speaks blasphemous things against the Most High God. So I think that it's just a reference. It's not a reference to the rapture of the church. It's just a reference that he's going to blaspheme God, the, the his tabernacle. Uh, that speaks of uh, you know that temple was to be a house for God. He's going to desecrate the temple in what's called the abomination of desolation. Matter of fact, it's interesting, Tim, that we're going through the book of Daniel, um, and in the book of Daniel, Daniel speaks a lot about this coming leader. He's given many titles. He's called the beast here in chapter 13 of Revelation. He's called the little horn in chapter 7. And then in chapter 8, there is this prophecy concerning the little horn there of chapter 8 that comes out of the Grecian Empire that points to and is a picture of the future Antichrist who did the same thing. His name was Antiochus Epiphanes. About 175 years before Jesus was born, He came into Jerusalem. He desecrated the temple. He was the picture of the Antichrist, killed many Jews. So I think it's just speaking of those, not a rapture of the church, but those who dwell in heaven. Who's going to be in heaven at that time, I believe, is the church, because I believe the church is going to be raptured before the tribulation period. This is here in the middle of the tribulation period, chapters 11, 12, and 13. So I believe that the church will be raptured, taken uh, out of and away from the hour of tribulation, Revelation chapter 3, um, to test those who dwell on the earth as, as you know the promise is given to us, a generation of Christians that will meet the Lord in the air. So I don't think it's a reference to the rapture. I think it's just a reference to blaspheming his name. Those who are in heaven, we're going to be in heaven. Um, the church is going to be there with the Lord, and then we're going to come back with him in the second coming.
2: Yeah, no, I I totally agree. No, and I guess that you know to clarify, I'm not I'm not saying that that's when the rapture happens. I was I was saying it's a reference to those who dwell in heaven and those who dwell in heaven at that point because of the rapture would be the church,
3: right? So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, looking at yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is interesting, and um and you know it and it's um and you bring up an important point, Tim, because um the church is in heaven. And sometimes people read this in this chapter, and they say that uh, that he was given authority to continue for 42 months, that he makes war with the saints, and he uh, begins to, to uh, overcome those. He, he is one that begins to defeat um, the church, it's, it says here. So they worship the dragon, and who is like the beast? Who's able to make war with him? Uh, he was given authority for 42 months. And then it goes on that uh, those who—yeah, it talks about that he made war with the saints. And also it says same thing in Daniel for that time. And some people say, well, I thought Jesus said that, Peter, upon your confession, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell never prevail. And here it says that the beast is prevailing against the saints. And I think there's a distinction there that is talking about the tribulation saints— because we do know that in Revelation chapter seven that uh there's going to be many from every tribe tongue peoples and nations that are going to come to know the Lord, so it's a good point that you brought out, and it's a a good observation that you made
2: yeah awesome well, hey, thanks for spending the time with me that's uh that's that's exactly how I felt about it too and and uh you know how blessed we are to have that grace and mercy happen before uh yeah. the great tribulation
3: yeah yeah it's it's called the blessed hope and you know, we need that's to keep right. our eyes on the Lord, especially in the day that we're in, because I believe we're we're close to the return of the Lord. We don't know the day or the hour, but this generation, of course, is closer to the return of the Lord than any other generation of the church. And that's why we're told to be watching and waiting, and And I'm looking forward to that, blessed hope. So appreciate it, Tim. Amen. Appreciate your call. Amen. Love to hear from you guys thanks, in thanks Alabama. For the, so. Thanks
2: for being on the radio. I love the show. Love to listen every, on my way home. So
3: thank you. You bet, Tim. God bless you. 303 690 We had full lines, but we've got an open line. So when somebody hangs up, there is an open line. So grab one of those open lines. We're early in the show. We're going to the phone lines. Let's go to Vilma in Mississippi, Gulfport, Mississippi. Vilma?
4: Yes. I only ask for prayer. Today yes. is my younger son. I have two, once in heaven already, two years ago. But this one is 50 years old today, and he does not have a relationship with Jesus. And so I would like for Tori to come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so if we could pray for my daughter, Lori, and my son, Tori, for
3: salvation in Jesus' name. So it's Lori and Tori? Yes. I'd be I'd be honored to do that for you. Father, I I just pray for Vilma. I just as she calls and uh, I can tell she has a love for you and Lord, a love for her children. And uh, Lord, I just want to lift up uh, her daughter Lori and son Tori and Lord, I just pray that they would be drawn to you by your Holy Spirit, that they would uh, have their eyes opened because Satan is the one that blinds the eyes of those who don't believe. Take that blindness away. And Lord, soften their hearts and give them understanding and draw them by your Holy Spirit to you, to your truth, to the gospel. And Lord, there's no one too far gone. And as they are reaching um, that age, um, Lord, continue whether 50, a birthday. Um, Lord, we pray for salvation to come. We pray for your mercy and grace to be upon them. And, Lord, that you would do that work of salvation in their hearts. So we lift them up to you, these two precious children of Vilma's. And, Lord, that we pray that you would, uh, Lord, um, do that work, that saving work, because we know that, that that's your desire, that none should perish, but all come to repentance, and that that would take place. Be with Vilma uh, as she ministers to her children. Lord, to, to give her the words um, to speak the truth in love, and, Lord, to continue to point them to Jesus. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: Amen. God bless y'all. Thank you. And I love, love, love your wonderful ministry. Thank you so much. Tomorrow, my other great-grandson's going to be 15, so I will be calling tomorrow
3: for his prayers also. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you thank you velma and you you do call that's wonderful uh, bye bye love it what, bye bye what a dear saint 3036903000 calling number you know velma just reminds me of how important it is for us to continue to just um continue to pray for our children our grandchildren she's going to ask for prayer for her great grandchild uh, tomorrow and i don't stop praying uh, we need to be on our knees. I think about, I've learned that, and that's been impressed to me more as we're studying Daniel. And Daniel, you remember that he served Nebuchadnezzar. And after Daniel had served Nebuchadnezzar for 30 years, over 30 years, Nebuchadnezzar ended up you know, going insane, and the Lord brought him out of that insanity. And we see that he writes his testimony in Daniel chapter 4. And I believe that we're going to see Nebuchadnezzar in heaven. And I believe that Daniel prayed for Nebuchadnezzar during that time. And I believe that during those seven years of of just going insane, uh, Nebuchadnezzar went through, that Daniel prayed for him as well and protected him. And Daniel didn't have to do that. I mean, he was taken captive. But pray for those around you. Pray for your family, for your children, and those that we love. We need to, to, like I said uh, before, so many times that our weapon is not carnal but it is spiritual to be, uh, be ones that are praying, given the truth of God's word, speaking truth in people's lives, and and so so delightful to hear those who are just continuing to pray for their children, their grandchildren, their great grandchildren. So, hey, um, we got an open line three zero three six nine zero three thousand. I was just looking to see where I'm at. Calling number text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. If you want to text in a prayer request, or if you want to text in a question, I want to remind you that text line is a 24-7 uh, prayer line that you can text in a prayer request anytime, and then the prayer team there at Calvary Church in Aurora will be praying for you, and I just think it's a wonderful, wonderful resource. So um, let's go to Cheyenne, Wyoming, to John. Hi. How are Pastor you, John? Jeff,
5: I'm blessed. How about you, sir?
3: I'm good. Thanks for calling.
5: Sure. Um, I've, I've got a question. In Luke, when after the crucifixion of Jesus, there's mm-hmm. two men in white robes at the to- tomb waiting for the women. Yeah. And they, and they say, why are you looking for the living amongst the dead or something like that? Yes. And, and then Jesus comes back and he sees the multitude and all that kind of stuff, and then he ascends into heaven. And there's two men in white robes saying, why are you standing here watching him ascend? You know, basically, you need to go out and make disciples. Right. Are those two men the same or have the same meaning?
3: You know, um, that's a good question. We don't know if they're the same. We do know that in uh, the account of Luke's uh, gospel in that record, that the two angels are there at the tomb, and um, they they are angels. It happened as they were greatly perplexed at this, that, behold, two men stood by them in shiny garments— and why do you seek the living among the dead? And then the ascension of Jesus in chapter 1, there were two that said, why do you gaze up? The same Jesus is going to return in the same manner. We don't know if they're the same. Um, we do know that there's uh, lots and lots of ministering spirits, angels that the Lord has, but we don't know if they are the same. And and so that that's a good question, but it's one of those questions that, um, I have a little file I write down. Are they just, you know, questions? And then um, it's like, uh, Lord, when I get to heaven, I want to ask, are they the same? But we just don't know for sure. Um, but Do you it's think a good they, observation. they
5: represent the same concept? Or?
3: I, I don't know, you know, because there is two at the tomb and two at the ascensions. Um, I don't know if that, you know, is special meaning Out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, every truth is established, if it's something like that. Um, But, you know, you have angels giving messages, um, you know, all the time. There was the angel Matthew records in the account of the, uh, the resurrection that there was one angel that stood on the stone, and it was a mighty angel. So there was a number of angels that were there at the tomb. And this angel, when the women first came, when it was dark, the soldiers were gone, They saw that angel. The angel was so mighty that they ran for it. And I find it intriguing because these are the fighting men of of Rome, and they were like dead men. And I just wonder, as the women were coming to the tomb, they're wondering who's going to roll away the stone. I don't think they knew that the soldiers were there. They didn't know that the tomb had been sealed. So they probably saw those soldiers running away, or they could have, But that angel was there, and what I find intriguing is the women weren't afraid of that mighty angel. But there was that one angel, and then as you put the accounts together, the two angels in the tomb. So I don't know if it has any symbolic meaning, and then the two at at the ascension uh, of Jesus Christ. So I wish I had more insight to that, but I just don't know.
5: And that's basically what we've gotten to as well, so I appreciate your time.
3: Well, I appreciate your call, and um, you know, there's, there's, it's interesting questions. What blesses me is you're, you're reading and you're looking at this and thinking, and it makes me think, um, and you, you know, maybe, uh, you know, something in the scriptures, but there's nothing that I know of right now, and so we'll just keep searching and wondering, and maybe someday we will have the answer to it.
5: Makes us stay in the Word longer, right?
3: Yeah, Amen. Thank you, John. Amen. God bless, right. brother. You too. Love you guys up there in Wyoming. Spend a lot of time up there when I can. Just so appreciative of uh, our neighbors to the north and Cheyenne and Laramie and and uh, such a beautiful state. So so glad that you guys can tune in to Grace FM. Hey, we got a couple open lines and we are getting, uh, we guys still got time before the break comes. About eight minutes, 303-690-3000 is the calling number the text line 7203360897 and I am pastor Jeff Figgs here in Greeley Colorado we got the Greeley Stampede that's going on so many people from Cheyenne later in the summer Cheyenne will have their uh, frontier days but it's, the stampede is very similar and um people from Cheyenne and Laramie and all along the front range come into Greeley for that uh, for different uh, events and rodeos and things. If you get a chance to come by the church and say hello, I'd love to, to meet you and uh, let us know that you listen to us and to our radio program. Just love that. Um, and so just, um, you know, uh, come by and see us. Grace FM is a powerful signal up north, and uh, it goes north to Cheyenne. It goes over towards the uh, Nebraska Panhandle, Uh, And it gets west of Laramie up in the snowy mountains. Matter of fact, um, I have gotten Grace FM down by the Platte River where Saratoga is and then up on the mountain again. So um, it's a powerful signal. North side of Rocky Mountain National Park and Red Feathers and Estes Park. Um, And I just want to remind you of that because we're getting away and getting up in the mountains and getting away, um, you know, for the beautiful mountains that we get to visit, um, tune in to Grace FM. You, you get to listen to it. And there's many times I've gone up there fishing or come back fishing, and I listen to the radio program. And then, like I said, it's a powerful, powerful signal. So i uh, love to, um, you know, remind you of that and so grateful for that. Um, let's go to Lita, Letta in Aurora. Hey, Letta. Lita. Lita. Lita, how are you?
6: Fine. Thank you for taking my call. I want to ask you who Belial is. B-E-L-I-A-L. Um, usually, well, be on, And I've read through the Bible at least five times. I'm on my sixth time. But it always says, Sons of Belial. And I think one of the ladies, maybe it was... Um, Hannah, or somebody said she did not want to be a daughter of Belial. Is that another, so the, na- is that another name for Satan?
3: Well, let me... Um, do you have a reference for me?
6: No, I don't.
3: Okay, then I'm going to try to pull one up and see what we get here. Uh, so... um. I don't know. I, you know, I'm thinking, and it sounds so familiar with me. I uh, and, um, and I'm thinking, where have I seen that? Let's go ahead. Second Corinthians chapter six, and what accord has Christ with Babel, or what has a believer with an unbeliever? So, um, let's go ahead. I believe it's probably a reference, Second Corinthians chapter six. And let's look at some notes. And I believe it's probably to Satan. But let's double check that, okay? Okay. And let me pull that up. It's easy when they're talking about
6: scoundrels or really evil people, and they will say that they are sons of Belial.
3: Yeah, and... What we have here is, um, and I believe it is in, you know, he's talking in the in that chapter um, of, of, you know, what does darkness have, you, you know, with light, you know, what um, kind of fellowship is there, and so he, he's talking about how we are to be separate from the darkness and stuff. And so Bial is probably, yeah, I'm sure it's a reference to that which is dark, which is the enemy, and um just trying to double check with it it's a borrowed from the Hebrew meaning worthlessness or wickedness is what it means, so it's another word for Satan, so just to confirm that, okay,
6: right, thank you very much,
3: hey, thank you, thank you for for asking it, and it did sound familiar, but Sometimes I just gotta be able to kind of look and double check and everything, so um but it is a different word for baal and here's the thing you know in that chapter, as we look at it, the chapter is really focusing on as Christians, we don't want to be influenced uh we don't want to be yoked, we don't want to uh be influenced by that darkness we're separate, and it reminds me uh just as you have called it reminds me that we're called out of the darkness into his marvelous light. And we're so blessed because there is a lot of darkness, isn't there, Lita? There's just a lot of darkness, and there's a lot of things that are there that can pull us into the darkness and persuade us, and we can have fellowship with the darkness. And we're told to be separate. We're told to not have fellowship. And that's why it's so important that we're in the Word, so important that we just continue to trust in the Lord to be in fellowship with him, and walk in the truth. So brings up very important issues and uh, application for us as you read that chapter. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You bet, Lita. You have a blessed day. All right, good questions. Good questions have come. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720 336 0897, I believe we got all open lines right now. So give me a call. I'd love to talk with you. Text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. And um And so we got a couple open lines. It does remind me of 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I love 2 Corinthians because Paul is, in that book, is just being very honest with the Corinthians, talking about not to have fellowship, be yoked with unbelievers, things like that. And, and you know, he talks about how we're to be the fragrance of Christ in our lives. And uh, so um, just love Paul is more personal, I think, in that epistle than any other epistle, maybe besides Second Timothy, his last words as he's writing to Timothy. And um, we're going to um, continue with the phone lines. We've got two open lines. We're going to actually wait till after the break because we're getting ready to go to break. 303 690 So we've got a couple open lines and then we'll go to Joanne after the other side of the break. Um, and she's got a prayer request. So this is the opportunity for you to call 303-690-3000, call-in number, and then the text line 720-336-0897. This is Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Vicks at Calvary Chapel Greeley with you. Got plenty of time in the second half of the show for you to be able to call and ask your questions and give your prayer request. So please do that. Grab one of those open lines to the number I just gave you, and we'll be right back on the other side of the break.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley. Been in this community ministering for 26 years. Such a privilege and such an honor to be here in the pastor of this church, Calvary Chapel Greeley. Hey, if you're in the area, we'd love for you to come by and see us. Uh, Check us out at CalvaryChapelGreely.org. We're going through the book of Daniel on Sunday morning. Incredible, incredible study. Matter of fact, Daniel's called the most interesting book in all of the Bible. I think all the books of the Bible are interesting, but Daniel, we're going through the prophecies of Daniel. Very relevant for today. Very important for us to understand and know. Daniel's called a forerunner to the book of Revelation, so come join us. Uh, any of you that are listening out there across the country, you can join us. We have live stream uh, that you can uh, listen to the services. We've got archives of the book of Daniel that are on our website, Uh We uh, have 8, nine thirty, and 11 o'clock. That's Mountain Standard Time. And so you can join us for uh, our live stream. A lot of people listening from all over the country to that Bible study. We are in chapter 8 right now, of Daniel. And we were looking at some amazing prophecies there, some of the most minute details concerning the Medo-Persian Empire, the Grecian Empire, and the future Antichrist that will come on the scene. So we invite you to do that. If you're in the area, we'd love to meet you and serve you, as we have a wonderful children's ministry at the services, and middle schoolers, and lots of things during the week. So check us out, org, And in the meantime, we're going to go back to phone lines and... Uh, I believe we got full lines, but when somebody hangs up, grab one of those full lines. Let's go to Joanne in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Joanne?
4: Hi, Pastor Biggs. Thank you very much. I love you guys. All you guys have helped me so much. I'm um, a Thank baby you. Christian, and I um, just love you guys. Um, I you. have a question, and then I need a prayer request. I have a prayer request. I have a granddaughter who's five and my grandson who's one and a half. My daughter does not go to church. She doesn't, well, we didn't grow up that way. So they know, you know, the yeah. children aren't being taken by my, my daughter. So what at what age are they held accountable?
3: We don't know what the age of accountability is. Uh, the Bible isn't clear. So most suggestions are just that. It's a suggestion. Some have put it at 13 years of age. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we don't know for sure. Um, some younger, some say that it's different for everybody, that when they come to understand, uh, when there's understanding of the gospel, we don't know exactly when that is. But I do want to encourage you, Joanne, that that you are able to speak truth into their hearts um, as a grandmother that is a new Christian that loves the Lord. And I want to encourage you to do that. Even, you know, your five-year-old, Uh, A child can understand the gospel, uh, and that's what's so wonderful. And Jesus said, don't let the children, you know, don't forbid them to come to me. So you bring them to Jesus. You're going to be the voice of truth to them, to give them the truth of the gospel, that Jesus loves them. And one of the things that we did uh, earlier in the month, we did a park outreach here in Greeley, uh, our vacation Bible school. had lots of kids that came from the community even um, just doing an outreach, and we give them the gospel and we give them opportunities to make a decision for the Lord. And um, the gospel is simple enough for a child to understand that Jesus died for them and loves them. And um, and for you, I want to encourage you, you continue um, and you be that voice of truth to them, love them, read scripture to them. Even the the one and a half year old, you know, there's in the book of Deuteronomy, the great Shema, that the Lord thy God is one, the Lord is one. Love the Lord thy God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And Deuteronomy says that we are to, to speak truth to our kids. Let me read it to you. And you may be familiar with it, um, but with you know you saying that you're just a, a, a young Christian, but I think this is a good verse to remind you um, that as you are to... Um, as they are told that you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and with all your strength. and these words, I command you today to be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and that would include grandchildren, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. And I would encourage you to do that. You talk about the Lord. You read Bible stories to them, you tell them how much the Lord means to you, and I believe that you're going to see God working in their hearts and drawing them to him, okay?
4: I I did buy them Bibles. They live in different a different state, but when I go there, yeah. since I'm so yeah. new, I'm not that good at, you know, <laughs> uh, everything, but I'm working on it, am it's coming. You, what chapter and Jeff, verse was that that you just read? I like that. It,
3: it's at the end of Deuteronomy chapter 6, okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. But you know what, Joanne, I want to encourage you because sometimes I I understand that. I I understand that sometimes I'm not good about articulating things, but keep it simple. And you can, you know, when you have opportunity to talk to them on the phone or to go visit them, to just tell them that the Lord loves them, created them and and died for them has a wonderful plan for them just speak that truth into their lives and and you know the lord's going to guide you and direct you and his word is not going to return void and i just want to encourage you in that um you know lord help me say those words even to to the one that's a year and a half you know jesus loves you and and jesus loved children um there was a time the one story i was doing a devotion at the vacation bible school and in mark's gospels recorded that the parents were bringing the children to jesus and some of these children were small you know they were probably even younger than your year and a half old grandchild and the disciples were trying to keep the parents from bringing them to jesus it's the one time mark's gospel particularly records That he was greatly displeased with his disciples. He said, "Don't do that. Don't keep them from coming to me, because such are the kingdom of heaven." Jesus used a child as an illustration to be great in the kingdom of God. For us to come to him in childlike faith, and and he gave warnings. He said that you know anyone who stumbles one of these little ones, and he gave a a very serious warning in the gospels about that. So you, you know, keep bringing them to Jesus the best you know how in the simplest terms of the love of Jesus Christ and you're going to see the Lord is going to bless you as you do that and he's going to bless your grandchildren.
4: Okay. Um I would like to thank you very much for that by the way. Um very much. Um I'd like a prayer for salvation for my daughter and the f- her husband and then my grandchildren yeah. as well as my son and his girlfriend which would be my daughter's Brandy and my son is Kyle and um her his girlfriend is Sarah. So we can do for them that that would be i'd love that thank
3: you yeah absolutely i'd be honored to do that and lord i pray for joanne i thank you she found us she loves her family and i just pray for brandy and her husband and lord their her grandchildren um that the whole family would come to salvation but lord as much as joanne can speak truth into her grandchildren's lives that you would guide her and help her that she would do it in a way of just just grace and her speech be seasoned with grace and, and um, edification and simplicity for them to know that there is a God that made them and loves them, and Jesus wants them to come to him. I pray for salvation for Brandy and her husband. I pray that they would come to salvation, that you would give Joanne just the opportunity to be able to speak truth into their lives. Uh, what you've done for her in saving her, What how much you mean to her, and, Lord, that you would open up their their eyes and that you would soften their hearts and draw them to you, that they would come, the whole family, to salvation. Pray for Kyle and his, and his uh, girlfriend, Sarah. We just pray that they would come to salvation. I pray for you to pour out your spirit on this family and on her kids and grandkids, drawing them to you. And I thank you that Joanne is light and true to her family, loves her family, is asking for prayer, so, Lord, we, we join in with her. We join in, and we just ask for you to do that work of salvation in her family's life, her daughter and and son-in-law, um, her son, uh, his girlfriend, her grandchildren. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
6: Thank you so much, Pastor.
4: That means a lot to me. God bless you all.
3: Joanne, you keep praying for them, okay? Just share and pray for them. Okay, God bless you. Thank you for God calling. God bless. I again love it when we're praying for our families and children and grandchildren, and we need to pray and be reminded of that. Um, We do have, I believe a open line. So grab it. 303-690-3000 is the calling number. Let's go to, um, let's see where we at. Let's go to Raven. So Raven or Raven. Hello. Hello, Raven or Raven.
5: Yeah. Raven, how are you doing today, Pastor?
3: Good. How are you? Thank you for calling Calvary Live.
5: Oh, I listen to Calvary Live every day when I'm working right now is what I'm doing. Um, I'm having Good. a problem. Uh, my son is stuck up in California, in a sense, and he's falling hard on substance, and I'm getting ready to take off on a prayer. Not enough money, but, I, you know, a yeah. father's love is a father's love.
3: So Yeah, yeah. and you never <clears> stop <throat> to loving prayer. him. Yeah, absolutely, Ravan. You never stop loving them, never stop praying for them, and Father is. I just I think about Ravan now. He's willing to go to his son, who's just struggling right now and addictions and and um, and Lord, he's he wants to go and I just pray that you would just help him and guide him and direct him, and Lord, that if you want to just use him, a father who loves his son to help him that he would just have those means to be able to do that and Lord I, I think about how much you are a loving father to us and how much you love us your children and and even in those times where you know uh, we end up like the prodigal that the invitation is to always come home and I just pray that Lord that Raven's son would come to you, come home to you, and Lord, free him from the addictions, and Lord, I just pray that you would work in his life, that you would work a miracle, because you're able to do that. You are almighty God. You are mighty in everything that you do, and there's no one too far gone. There's no situation too difficult to where you can't work, so we just pray that you would just work um, in the heart of this Father and this Son and working in the life and freedom and salvation of his son. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
5: Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor.
3: Revan, I'll, I'll be praying for you. All right.
5: All right. Thank you. You have a blessed day. Thank
3: you. Okay. Bye-bye. All six nine zero three thousand is the call-in number. Give me a call. I believe that we have two open lines. But in the meantime, let's go to Pam in Iowa. Pam hi, you're on Calvary live
1: um, you're on, I just go ahead.
3: yeah go ahead I am Pam
1: the question is um, I was saved at thirteen, and it was a true salvation. I can remember the emotion I remember the seat I was sitting in and, and my life changed after that, but uh, then I went to college and and unfortunately, I didn't have much guidance about where I went. I wish now i'd gone to a Christian college, of course, but, um, Mm -hmm. and, and I fell, you know, I fell off. I backslid and, um, through the, I'm 65 now. So through my life, there's been times that I fell back. And then there were times that I got close to the Lord, but in the last 10 years, I've never been closer. My relationship is, um, I love the Lord. Like I never thought I could love him before. And should I be baptized again? Should I? I know I'm. I know that I'm saved. I know that yeah. I uh, <laughs> I'm going to heaven. I know that. But something came up on the radio yesterday that made me feel like I should make that. Um, you know, to go and get baptized again and and say mm-hmm. I'm clean again all over. I I don't know.
3: Yeah, and you know, people have asked me that. We had a baptism last month, and. A couple of similar questions. And so I'm assuming you were baptized before. Um, yeah and, and I'm sorry if I missed that. Um, and, of course, baptism, and you know this, you know you're saved. You, you, you've gone mm-hmm. through life. You're 65. You were baptized yeah. when you were young. Um, and there's seasons of backsliding and then coming back to the Lord. That baptism mm-hmm. is, of course, just that identifying with Christ, that public declaration, that you know, I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm now going to, as we come out of the waters, it symbolizes we live in that newness of life, that resurrected life with Christ. And, you know, people that are baptized, you know, make that declaration. And sometimes they'll go through a season of backsliding. You know, it's really up to you. You don't have to get re-baptized. But if it's something that the Lord's put on your heart that the last 10 years you've been walking with the lord you said closely closer than ever before and and that just is a tremendous blessing um that you have done that and uh but you don't have to be baptized again you did when you were 13 um yeah. you did when you were young you identified with christ and mm-hmm. um so it's really a decision that you make some say i just i want to do it again there's different factors that may be involved. Sometimes somebody said, well, I, you know, I was baptized because I was kind of pressured into it, or my friends did it, and it really wasn't my decision. And But what I'm hearing from you is you had a true salvation experience. You remember mm-hmm. that day, and you got baptized. And uh, so, you know, it, it, it isn't like that didn't count. It did count. And, and I and, and so, I
1: feel you know some of that stuff. Sometimes you live over what you did, and I would yeah. love to be able to forget it. But you know, sometimes that comes back and reminds me how you know how yeah. uh, how far I was away from the Lord. But I feel like you said when I was baptized, I I was the happiest girl getting dunked, and so I. I feel yeah. the joy, and I think that helped me. I don't I don't need to, to be any closer to the Lord, I think, what you're saying.
3: Yeah, and, you know, usually if I tell people it's because they were baptized when they were an infant or they are baptized, they were just kind of—it had no meaning to them. Um, you know, I was baptized when I was an infant in the Catholic Church, and when I came to Christ, I got baptized, and, you know, that was when I was in my 20s, early 20s, and there's you know, seasons that after that, that followed, that uh, were rough, and um, the Lord's been good. But, you know, I don't feel like you have to be baptized, but I do want to give you, you know, or be re-baptized, but I do want to give you a verse, uh, because as you were talking, sometimes those things do come up, and I want to give you what Paul wrote um, in the book of Philippians chapter 3. He said, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. And I don't count myself as apprehended, but one thing that I do is forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. And I press towards the goal the prize the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And I think that you're doing that. You've done that over the last 10 years. You're closer to the Lord you're reaching forward to those things which are ahead. You're walking with the Lord. And when Paul writes, forgetting those things which are behind, it isn't that we just, okay, I'm not going to ever think about it again. Um, you know, we are aware of our past. But to, to just put it under the blood of Jesus Christ and move forward in grace and in his love and, and towards a high calling of God in Christ Jesus and um, just be thankful for his forgiveness be thankful for, you know, that he didn't give up on you. He never left you or forsook you. And you can rejoice in that and just keep moving forward in the things of the Lord. So I just wanted to, I felt like the Lord wanted me to share that with you.
1: Okay, I will get into that. And and sometimes I just feel there's not enough I can do for him. And so, well, you know, I know there's not, you know, and then yeah. from that, I'm, I'm ready to roll. You know, sometimes he's just yeah. not <laughs> rolling the same way. So, you know what, Pam, mm -hmm.
3: I think we all feel that way. You know, there's something in us that, you know, I just don't do enough or I feel like I can't do enough. And we know that's the gospel, right? We know that's the gospel, that there's nothing that we can do. We fall so short of it. And that's why it's so important. And I pray for you for this, for me for all who are listening, to just live in the grace of Jesus Christ. That's why I think Paul was a champion of grace um, and defended grace, um, because he was one that he writes in the scriptures, I was the chiefest of sinners. He says, I, I was an insolent man, a violent man. I was a waster of the church. He he was aware of his past, but he also as he says forgetting those things i'm not going to let those things hinder me from moving forward in the grace of jesus christ and and that's what causes us just to marvel right at his love and the unmerited favor of god because there is nothing that we can do and uh, sometimes there are christians that think well i got to do this i got to be baptized to be saved i got to go worship on this day i got to go to this church i've got to you know, dress in this way or do this to be saved. There's nothing that we can do. And he did it all. It's Christ alone and His faith alone. And when Jesus died on that cross, and maybe this is for somebody who's listening today, that he cried out, it is finished, right? Right. It is finished. So Mm -hmm. never put a question mark where God puts a period. Mm -hmm. It is Mm -hmm. finished. Thank yeah. you
1: so much. Yeah. I just felt like maybe the Lord needed me to do more, but I I think he's done everything for me.
3: He has done everything for you. And you just live in his grace yeah. and in his love and keep growing. And and um, it's it's wonderful to hear your testimony.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for taking my call.
3: You bet, Pam. God bless you.
1: God bless you. Bye.
3: You know, one of the things I was thinking about is um, we are headed towards Independence Day and um, the birth of our nation a week from today. And so many of you are making preparations and all of that for that. But I want to remind you that we're to pray for our nation. And somebody had texted in that prayer request. Can we pray for our nation? Um, Can we pray for our nation? There's so much that's going on politically, uh, economically. Uh, There's so much that's going on, you know, morally, spiritually, and we look around. Somebody actually uh, asked the question, and maybe we'll we'll uh, look at this uh, as we end the show. Um, how do we keep from um, being anxious as we see all the things going on in our country and in the world? Uh, but uh, we do want to pray for our nation. And it reminds me again of Daniel, being in the book of Daniel, studying chapter 9, it was the end of the 70 years of captivity close to the end. And he was reading the book of, you know, Jeremiah and Jeremiah prophesied that the 70 years of captivity were just about over. And Daniel began to pray for his nation. He said, we have sinned, you know, that confession that was made. And then, you know, you're justified in taking us into captivity because you made a covenant. We broke the covenant. We sinned. we're full of iniquity. And then he prayed for God's mercy and, and, We want to pray for our nation, and uh, we want to pray for, I believe with all of my heart that the answer for our nation is hearts turning to Jesus Christ, um, a spiritual awakening and revival that would take place to call out to him, confess our sins, and ask for his mercy. And we know that he he wants to move. So Father, I just pray for our nation. I pray that you would bless our nation, um, and Lord, that There would be repentance. There would be turning back to you. Um, Lord, we just pray that you would uh, do that work, uh, that the churches that are established here in in this nation would stand on your truth. And Lord, we just pray for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit, an outpouring in our communities, uh, with our families, uh, in our leadership, and Lord, that you would work and that we would declare the gospel and be light. So we just pray for that for our nation. And, and, Lord, we know the direction we're going, that, that sin is a reproach to any nation, the Scripture says. And, and, Lord, but we know that you desire to work. So we just pray for revival. Um, we want to see it before the coming of the Lord. And, and Lord, we just pray for that. And, Lord, I also pray that as we see the things going on around us in this world, we can become anxious. We It's uncertain. The things that are taking place, um, we wonder as we seems like things are unraveling. Um, but, Lord, we have a blessed hope, and we have a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I pray that, Lord, that we would be reminded of that and keep our eyes on the things above. And, Lord, to to understand that we're here for such a time as this, to be salt and light and be praying for our families. I thank you for those who have called today and praying for their Great grandchildren, their grandchildren, their sons, um, Lord, um, just that heart to, to pray for them and that we would keep doing that and to the people around us that we love and care for. So, Lord, we just pray again for our nation as we once again are going to be celebrating the birth of our nation founded upon um, just principles and godly principles and men who feared you. And, Lord, I just pray that you would just. Have your hand upon us, and we would turn and repent from our sins and call out to you that you may heal our land. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, we got a couple minutes left in the program. Uh, One of the questions is, uh, with everything going on in the world, our country, how do we keep from being anxious? And and there is. There's uh, information bombarding us and everything, and um, I just want to let you know, I want to read to you, uh, what the scripture says, be anxious for nothing in Philippians chapter four, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So we can just pray. We can pray with thanksgiving and uh, we can give our request to him and the peace of God will come. And then I want to read you verse eight here as we close here to show That, brethren, whatever things are true and noble and whatever things are just, and whatever things are pure and whatever things are lovely, whatever things are a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And so we're told to meditate on the things of the Lord. Keep your eyes on the things above. you know. And uh, we're in the world, but we don't have to be overwhelmed by the world because we do have the blessed hope that's before us we belong to a kingdom that lasts forever that the lord is on the throne and he is working and we can call to him we have the spirit of adoption we, we we can cry out abba father papa and we are a blessed people we are the most blessed people and to understand this that god wants to use you he wants you to use you to be salt and light and to give truth to others and um, we have opportunity to do that. So be in prayer. Keep praying for your families, your children. keep praying for neighbors and those who are linked to you in your life, and be a light. And ask God, you know, Lord, what you know, how can you use me today? It's exciting to be able to do that, to, and He'll give you those divine appointments. Uh, be flexible in talking to somebody. It might be somebody at the store or somebody at work. But just be that light and be ready to just be used of the Lord um, as He directs you and guides you. Just pray about, Lord, how can I bless others? And I'll tell you what, that will keep you from being anxious as we're serving others, as we're looking to Jesus Christ, as we're trusting in Him, and as we are resting in His love. So I hope that's an encouragement to you and, and blesses you in every way. Tomorrow we'll be back at the same time, Lord willing. Calvary Live. So, if you didn't get a chance to call in today, I'd love to talk to you tomorrow and pray with you and answer your questions. So, uh, looking forward to that. I want to give a great, uh, quick shout out to all the you know, the Avs, the Colorado Avalanche fans that hey, we won the Stanley Cup yesterday, it's exciting, it's exciting for Colorado, and so congratulations to them and uh, and bringing the cup home to Colorado. So, just a quick Uh, hello and congratulations uh, to that as well so hey be back tomorrow thank you everybody who called in and god bless you keep your eyes on the lord
0: you've been listening to calvary live tune in next time for prayer and god's word